Hey, before we get started this week, I have a bit of homework and I just recorded the episode and I forgot to mention this. I'm launching a podcast with the sole idea of getting into new and noteworthy so I can get into new and noteworthy so I can answer my own question. What kind of effect does new and noteworthy get? I pretty much know not much, but if you could, it doesn't cost you a dime. Even if you don't use iTunes or, or the podcast app, go to becauseofmypodcast.com slash iTunes, click on view on iTunes and then subscribe, rate and review. That'll help me get up the charts over there. And then in the coming weeks, I will be explaining to you what kind of numbers I got from a show about podcasting and what new and noteworthy did for me. But I can't do that unless I get into new and noteworthy and it doesn't take much. But if you could just take a few seconds, it would be greatly appreciated because of my podcast.com slash iTunes. Thank you so much. Today on episode number 519 of the School of Podcasting, I'm going to answer two great podcast questions. We have a podcast debut. We talk about some new features coming to podcast hosting companies. We have a podcast rewind and a last five in five. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, I'm bringing 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to a successful podcast. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And as you listen to this, in the middle of June 2016, registration is open. The door is open. Come on in. The water is fine. Use the coupon code LISTENER and I can help you avoid all those common pitfalls when you jump into the podcasting pool. I'm so looking forward to working with you. Had a couple people sign up this past week and it's exciting because these are people that go, yeah, I, I am ready to do this podcasting thing. And Dave, I just listened to a bunch of your episodes and uh, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll on this thing. And that's just super duper exciting for this. So I've got to, I'm just going to jump into some questions. And this one is, is a podcast a good way to promote a multi-level marketing business? Now, you may have heard of multi-level marketing. It's sometimes called MLM. And here's my reply to this. And I'm actually going to uh, have a phone call with this person later in the week. If your sole purpose of a podcast is to generate income quickly, you need to realize a few things. Now, I hate to be a wet blanket, but you, you got to, first of all, you have to realize when it comes to promoting your business, nobody tunes in to an infomercial on purpose. Usually it's that there's nothing else on. That's usually what's kind of sparking that. Number two, you make money from your podcast by delivering value. There's this lovely thing called the law of reciprocity. When you deliver value, other people feel like they owe you. And this helps people like you because, well, you're being helpful. Then number three, when people trust you, they may purchase something that you recommend or even better, if it's something that you provide, people may do that. Why? Because you're delivering value. And then number four, it takes time. 
to develop the relationship between you and your audience. So if your sole reason is quick money, mm, not sure. But the better thing to do is to figure out, you know, what are there products in your industry? What's going on in your industry? If you have any tips on on running the business in that industry or, or using that product or news about that industry, then it might be helpful. So figure out who your target audience is and make the information that they want to consume. You can kind of think about it a little bit like fishing. There is certain bait that attracts certain fish and certain lures that attract certain fish. Now, I, not a fishing dude. I, I In fact, right now, if I had to put a maggot on a hook, I'd probably get a little queasy. Uh, I am just, it's one of those things growing up. Now, I could do it when I was a teenager, but I haven't done it in about 30 years. Might kind of get freaky on that one. But if you think about it, there, you have to have the right lure for the right fish. Some fish might like things that are all shiny and twirl around and things like that. And other fish just might like a good old-fashioned worm. You have to have the right stuff to attract the right fish, or in this case, the right audience. And then when you get them lured in with your content, bam, then you hook them with your, uh, your product. Maybe not bam, maybe that's not the right adjective, but you get the idea. But you have to have the right content to attract them. And just like fishing, it takes time. You can have the best lure in the world, but if you're in the wrong spot and you're not marketing to the, to the right people, uh, is that going to work? And some days, though, you just throw it in and you're just pulling fish in and out. Well, you're in the right spot. So uh, thank you so much for that question. But this next email is the one that really just melted my heart, really touched my heart. And this is from Michelle. Her website is cornerstonepromos.com. She says, I'm on the second leg of a trip home from Vermont to Tennessee. And we said this last week. We're going to say it again this week. And the reason I always point this out is because it's true. When you make great content, people will download your entire back catalog. Because Michelle says, I just spent eight hours in the car listening to your voice yesterday. That is a lot of Dave. Holy moly. And she says, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, thank you very much for that. She says, thanks for the great content. I've been listening to podcasts for years and I'm thinking of starting one with my 11 year old son. Now, right there, I just was like, done, do it. And I'll explain why here in a second. She says, we have a concept and I'm going to put him through the paces of evaluating and starting a business. She says, I've had an online business for 20 years with the intention that he'd be doing this for the next eight years, at least until he leaves home. So it's a long-term strategy for us. She says, we're actually doing the project whether we broadcast it or not. So we might as well, to which I go, yeah. And she says, I'm sort of tagging on the biz training for him. And we'll see if we can develop into a part-time job for him. She says, I'm launching on another biz that coincides with this as well. My question for you is this. There's plenty of info out there on the tech side of the equation and plenty of courses like the School of Podcasting on Getting Started, which we may do in a few months. Well, just for the record, Michelle, in a few months, we're going to be closed, right? We, we close here. We're open in June. We're uh, closed in July and August. We'll be back open in September. So you want to jump in now. Use the coupon code LISTENER. And she says, obviously, 
Uh, where we go? Let's see. And she says, so there's plenty of information on getting started in the marketing information, but either I'm not seeing it or not looking in the right places for resources on the broadcasting skill side. Obviously, just doing it is a huge bit of it, but I'd like to be able to talk to him through the skills needed and how to get them in a general way. We're interviewing a radio friend about interviewing next week, but I thought I would ask you, do you have any resources that you could point to us on developing the broadcast skills needed to make a great show? Assuming that the content is great and the tech is listable. Well, if you have great content and you've mastered the tech, you are 98% home in my book. The resource I would point you at would be Eric K. Johnson. Eric has, I don't know, 4,000 years in radio, something like that. I think it might be closer to 30, 20. It's a lot. And not only is he in radio, he's been number one in radio for many, many years. But here's my advice on this. And what I do is number one, realize you don't have to have the radio voice. You don't have to talk like this. Thank goodness. I wouldn't want to talk like that. But on the other hand, you can't have your voice be distracting. So if um, I talked um, like, I don't know, um, you know, like I didn't um, know what I was um, talking about and I was really monotone and I didn't have a whole lot of confidence and um, I just did this, that would drive you nuts, wouldn't it? If I just talked like this for the rest of the show, no energy. You're like going, is that guy even in the same room? He's just talking. Right, that, wouldn't, that would be distracting. So on one hand, we don't have to talk like this, but we can't talk like this either. And I know there's NPR. If you think about it, NPR, they'll talk like this, but they'll use the dramatic pause and then they'll say things to get you to think. And then, and then they use lots of ooh-ah-ooh-ah music in the background. So there's lots of icing on an NPR cake. So what I always try to do, and this is how I handle it, because you have to have a little bit of energy, but I don't want to have so much energy that I have to talk like this all the time because that would just be, I'd be exhausted by the time I was talking. So take it up about here and then just back it off a little bit. And here's the other thing for me, this is for me. I'm excited to talk about what I'm going to be talking about today. If you're not excited about your content, then you've got to fake it. And when you have to fake it, it's going to get old really quick. So that would be the one thing. Have stuff you're actually excited to talk about. And if you have to fake it, take it up to an obnoxious radio guy and then back it down just a little bit to where you're about here and just remember to use voice inflection. But don't use so much voice inflection that it sounds like you're singing your uh, actual podcast because you're just constantly invoking your voice and going up. And you know what I mean on that? So it's really, I think the voice part isn't that hard. And part of it is, of, of course, practice. And that's where I, I talk about this at the School of Podcasting. Get in front of a microphone, record three or four episodes, and throw them all away. And just get used to it. And if you're working with a co-host, get used to working with them. But the thing that I just was like, over the years, I've had people that I have found 
that I was like, oh, please make a podcast, especially bloggers. Um, he was already starting one, but I found Eric K. Johnson. He was the, the podcast talent coach. Find him over at podcasttalentcoach.com. Subscribe to his show. And he was writing these articles for the New Media Expo. And I was like, dude, this is awesome stuff. You need a podcast. And I'll be introducing you to my new friend, Brandy Young, here in a second. So here's the thing. So many people are, are, you're nervous about this, but here's the thing. When I saw that you said doing a podcast with my 11 year old son, well, here's the thing. One of my shows that I still listen to 11 years later is the bitterest pill. It's by a guy named Dan class who started in 2004. So that means he's a podcast pioneer. And when he started, he had his little boy introduce the show when it sounded like this. My daddy may now make an announcement. And what's cool about this is his son, that's his son Hudson, has been on his show a couple of times a year over those 11 years. And the last time he was on the show, which is about a month ago, uh, he introduced the show and he sounded like this. My daddy will now make an announcement. Yeah. So it was. My daddy may now make an announcement. My daddy will now make an announcement. That's why you have to have your son do this show, even if you never release it to the public, which would be kind of silly. But let me show you another one. This is one of my favorite podcasts. I believe Porter is six. He might be seven now, but this is just one of those where you want to go, oh, come on. It's just, it's too cute. Listen to this. Give me a call. 206-666-4357. You can email me if you want to, porterspodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to, you can ask Porter any question and he will answer it. It's six, he's six years old, I believe. Porterspodcast.com. And the whole thing about that is think about when your son is 18 and you listen to those early shows and he sounded My like, daddy may now make an announcement. and now he sounds like, My daddy will now make an announcement. That is going to be so awesome. And those will be things you can play for his children. And as someone who used to raise teenagers, when they grow up and get married and go off, you never see them again. And it'll be nice for you to have that memory and to be able to go back and listen to those tapes and just cry. (laughs) So yeah, start a podcast so you can cry in the future. Definitely do it. Don't worry about it. And the other thing is, I have some people, I'm going to play some more clips here. This is from uh, Kathy Klein over at rockyourretirement.com. Sometimes you find your voice just by doing it. Kathy's still kind of changing. uh, She's tweaking her show. And I think we all do that. I've always said your podcast is a recipe. You, 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 You make it, you feed it to your audience and they go, yeah, it needs a little more, I don't know. And then you add a little more of that and go, what do you think of it now? It's, so it's constantly, you can change it. But let me, uh, I want to play this just to show you here um, some new podcasters. And they said some very nice things about me. So if you've been thinking about joining the School of Podcasting, well, listen to uh, Kathy here and Francis. And I've been hovering around podcasting for the last few years where I was working. I was trying to sort of do it on the side, but I've decided to, you know, now that I'm, I'm retired, I can do it full, full time. And as you're coming into this uh, area as well, we uh, both made a selection of our, our chosen coach, Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting. 
wonderful um, place, a wonderful group of people. And uh, so we were both uh, at detention, I think. Was it de- at detention that we both were at the same time? In the, detention? Uh, in detention. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of the, uh, the we have the these school. monthly school <laughs> office hours and uh, right. I like to think of them as detention. So that's funny. Yeah, we, <laughs> I probably, he probably would put me into. And I've been hovering around podcasting for the last few years where I was working, I was trying to sort of do it on the side, but I've decided to, you know, now that I'm, I'm retired, I can do it full, full time. And as you're coming into this uh, area as well, we uh, both made a selection of our our chosen coach, Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting. Wonderful um, place, a wonderful group of people. And uh, so we were both uh, at detention, I think. Was it at detention that we both were at the same time? In detention? uh, In detention. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think of the, uh, the, we have these monthly school office hours and uh, right. I like to think of them as detention. So that's funny. Yeah. We, I probably, he probably would put me in detention. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody's going into detention, but yeah, they're mentioning there in addition to the step-by-step tutorials and the priority email support, you get access to a private Facebook group, which is really cool. And that's where they actually found each other. They're, they're interviewing each other on each other's shows. And then of course you do get the, uh, I call them office hours. They're jokingly call it uh, calling it detention. But uh, one more clip from uh, Kathy and Francis here. Mine is RockyRetirement.com. But I'm also on Stitcher and iTunes and all of that. But I don't I don't have the little buttons on my website that say click here to to add to. I don't know how to do that yet. So that's the next thing yeah. that Dave Jackson at School of Podcasting is going to teach me by me watching his videos. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is a very good teacher. Very good. And I appreciate his, uh, his sense of humor is fabulous too. You know, he just Absolutely. So if anybody on the show is interested in starting a podcast the way that Francis and I have done, then you can go to the school of podcasting.com as well and learn how to do what we're doing. And use the coupon code listener when you do that. So there's some inside scoop. That was, they were just talking to each other on their podcast And uh, so thank you, ladies, so much for uh, the plug there. I do deeply appreciate it. But speaking of of new podcasters and finding great people with great uh, content that I'm like, oh, please start a podcast. One of them is going to make their debut. So you're going to be able to go, hey, I remember that first episode uh, when Brandy put in some stuff for the School of Podcasting. Brandy Young does a website called Big activeaudience.com. And I found her blog. I forget how I just, I'm always looking for ways to grow your audience. I'm always looking for things to read and came across Brandy stuff. And I've saw her then in the chat room at um, a a podcaster's round table. I have a clip of that this week and kind of reached out to her and said, you know, you, you really should have a podcast. And so we eventually got on Skype together and I'm like, yeah, come on, jump in the water, jump in the water. And so if you were here last week, I mentioned bigactiveaudience.com last week. So I said, Brandy, look, I'm going to talk about your stuff, whether you want me to or not, you might as well do it yourself. And so I said, if you ever want to just record something, if you're not quite ready to start a podcast, I'll tell you what, why don't you just record a segment and we'll play it on my show. So I'm slowly... You know, it, it's, uh, I'm slowly getting her addicted to podcasting. I'm going to, and I'm slowly helping her face her fears. I talk about that at the beginning of the show. 
And so making her debut on the school of podcasting, the one, the only Brandy Young, and we're calling these marketing minutes. Now, what this one is about is so many people, and I'm going to talk about new and noteworthy here in a minute because I have some homework for you, but so many people focus so much on iTunes. Now, for the record, I love iTunes. I love Apple. They've done more for any other company, but I see people spending insane amounts of time and energy on iTunes when it doesn't always give that back. It's not going to give you thousands of listeners. And so I'm actually doing an experiment and I'll talk more about that here in a second, but there are other ways to market. So Brandy is going to give us some ideas of how you can market your podcast and none of them have to do with uh, iTunes. So check this out. It's Brandy Young from BigActiveAudience.com. Hey, this is Brandy from Big Active Audience with a few marketing minutes to share with you right here on the School of Podcasting. Last summer, I started interviewing podcasters to find out what sucks about podcasting. I was hoping to discover an issue or two that I could solve by building special software. I wanted to build something just for podcasters that would make your job easier. What I discovered during that process was an amazing group of hardworking people who've been getting some really weak advice about how to promote their podcasts. I think what stunned me the most is how iTunes-centric much of that advice is. So what I want to do for you during these marketing minutes is toss out three random ideas that are nowhere close to mainstream so that you can see just how wide the marketing arena can be. I encourage you to get creative and seek out other odd and interesting ways to get your show in front of people who are likely to enjoy it. First up, if you teach something on your podcast, you can create a slideshow presentation to go with some or all of your episodes and post them to slideshare.net. Many people look for content for their websites by browsing or searching SlideShare presentations that are related to their niche. So if they come across your SlideShow and they think it's valuable, they grab the embed code right from within SlideShare and use it to post your SlideShow on their website for all their visitors to see. You'll want to make sure that your SlideShow is easy to find by giving it a title and a description with words that people in your niche are likely to search for. Also, it's customary to use the first slide or two of your presentation to introduce the presenter, which of course is you. So take advantage of that space by putting your name, the name of your podcast, your cover art, and your website address. Since the slideshow is related to a specific episode, you'll also want that to be clear on there as well. So maybe give the title of the episode and a short description along with a link to any show notes that you might have posted. Be sure to make the slideshow look good. This may be the first time a potential listener is being exposed to your show, so you don't want to like make their eyes bleed by using hard-to-read color combinations or fonts. Also, avoid low-quality blurry images. On the last slide, you can link to your primary touch points, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever, and repeat the links that you gave in the beginning to your website and to your show notes. Something else to consider for the last page of your slideshow is that this is what they'll be looking at when they're ready to figure out where they're going to go next online. So it's a nice place to put a good call to action, something that asks them to do one thing and tells them exactly how to do it, such as go to blah, blah, blah dot com to check out the full episode. Now, you can also work this slideshow promotion idea from the other end, too. If you mention the presentation that you made in the episode itself, you can give your listeners a short link so that they can get right to it. Tell them that they have your full permission to embed the slideshow in their own website because many of them won't even consider it unless you mention it. Number two. If your show is centered around a social justice issue, you can go to meetups and have mini interviews with as many attendees as possible. Do the interviews right there on the spot with portable recording equipment. 
Ask a bunch of attendees similar sets of short answer questions that let them share their stories and experiences. Depending on the format of the meetup, you may want to contact the organizer first to ask them if this would be all right. If you can't find a meetup near you or there's just not one that seems right for what you want for your show, host your own meetup. You can go to meetup.com, sign up, makes it simple. Once you're at the meetup, try to look super inviting, like a media outlet rep that attendees will want to talk to, not like a pest who's being intrusive. If you have something to wear that has your show's name and cover art on it, do that so people can start associating that image with your show. Basically, you want to be a billboard so that even the people who don't get to interview with you can still be exposed to your podcast. Start each interview by asking the person their name and how they want to be reached when the episode goes live. That way you've got this information recorded and you don't have to take any separate notes until you start editing. Once the episode does get released, be sure to go back and contact all those people and let them know that the interview is live. Ideally, you can do this publicly by tagging any social media profiles they might have given you as a way to reach them. A simple link along with something like Fantastic words of wisdom from at Paul367 on this episode of the Equality Podcast. Thanks, Paul. A message like that could be something that they'd want to share with their followers because it makes them look good. Even if you don't use everyone's interview from that meetup, you can still reach out to all of them and thank them for participating and send them a link to the episode. If they showed up at the meetup, they obviously care about the topic and your show is something that should be of interest to them. All right, number three. Can you think of anything the people in your desired audience like to visually geek out over? If so, start a Pinterest board and collect images of whatever that thing is all in one place. These would be things you see people asking each other to post pictures of in forums so that they can compare or get inspiration. This might be gear or equipment used in your niche. It could be fan art, clothes, memes, examples of greatness, fails, whatever. Anything that you and your ideal listener would love scrolling through. Whenever you see people talking about these things in groups or forums, perhaps maybe even posting their own pictures in there, ask if you can add their pictures to your Pinterest board. Sometimes people will ask for a link, sometimes they won't. Best practice is to only link to your board when asked. Right now, you're more concerned with building an impressive collection so that later when people inevitably start asking again for these pictures in the forums, you can offer them a link to your Pinterest board. You also want people finding the board on your own, so just like with the SlideShare example, you'll want to make sure that the title and description for your board includes words that people will be searching for in your niche. You'll also want to reference your podcast and website in your board descriptions as well. Make sure your Pinterest profile, not just the board description, is complete with a link to your podcast's website. Link each image on your boards to the source that it came from and be sure to give credit to whoever it belongs to. Each pin lets you add a bit of a description as well, so use that space wisely and put even more words that people in your niche would be searching for. Finally, try not to set it and forget it. Come back, add more images over time so that it can grow to be an even bigger resource that you can send people to. So there you go. Three ways to promote your show that have absolutely nothing to do with iTunes. If you found these marketing minutes useful, be sure to let Dave know how smart he is for having me on. You can get more free podcast promotion information over at BigActiveAudience.com. If anything was unclear and you need help, or if you'd like podcast promotion advice that's specific to your own show, reach out to Dave or me for a private consultation. You can get a hold of me by going to BigActiveAudience.com forward slash contact. I'm Brandy Young. Have a great day. There you go. Her podcast debut. 
Just to give you some of the titles over there, 50 plus ways to boost podcast audience engagement. I actually used that last month at the Cleveland Podcasters Meetup. A guide to asking listeners for referrals plus eight scripts to do it. What to do if the domain name for your podcast is already taken. How to set up your Twitter profile to attract new listeners. So that's Brandy from BigActiveAudience.com. I've been telling her to start her own podcast and uh, I'm glad she's on mine and uh, look forward to more stuff from her. Again, she mentioned slideshare.net, meetup.com, and pinterest.com. And if you are uh, if you want more information on this, again, bigactiveaudience.com is her website, or just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 519. I've got links to all of this stuff. So from new podcasters to new features with podcast movement, just a few weeks away. How cool is that? I'm so pumped up about that. Uh, and use the coupon code SOP40 if you're going because you better buy your ticket like right now because they're almost sold out. How cool is that? It's going to be packed. I am so pumped up and uh, going to be there with a the whole Libsyn team. So if you're looking for me, I will be at the Libsyn booth. So that'll be fun. And uh, so here's what's coming down the pike. Blueberry will be launching podcast sites. This is basically a free website based on WordPress. So they'll be announcing that this week. So keep your ears open for that. Libsyn, we just did a Libsyn Live. I did this with Crystal. I got to play Elsie, which was great fun. We just did a webinar showing off our new stuff. This includes things like destination stats. So we're going to be able to see how many listens you got on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, we will have the ability for you to post your audio file. We will turn it into a video and upload it to YouTube for you, and it'll put your album art in there. That's pretty sweet. Also, we're going to have episode defaults. Now, these are not available. I need to say this up front. These features that I'm mentioning from Libsyn are not available yet. We're hoping to get them out sometime between now and podcast movement, but there'll be episode defaults. So if you always have it set up, to not show the album artwork and to publish the next day or whatever it is, those defaults can be set and more enhanced ID3 tagging are all part of uh, Libsyn. Spreaker is coming out with a new CMS. I was listening to uh, Rob Greenlee over at Spreaker Live and Spreaker is getting ready to launch a new content management service, kind of separating the production side from the content management. So that's going to be kind of cool. Now, any of those companies, Blueberry, and Blueberry is B-L-U-B-R-Y.com. Libsyn stands for Liberated Syndication. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And Spreaker is S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Any of those three, you can use the coupon code SOP for School of Podcasting, SOP free, and get a free month. Now, in full disclosure, I work for Libsyn, and, uh, but I was promoting them for 10 years before I actually started working for them. But those are some exciting things that are coming on in the podcasting world. And uh, I'm sure as we get closer to podcast movement, we'll learn about more features and more tools. That's one of the great things about podcast movement. And I'm um, looking forward to that. If you're going to podcast movement, and I need to start saying this now, and you see me anywhere at the Libsyn booth or whatever, you see the name tag and you're like, hey, that's Dave Jackson. Please, please, please come over and say hi. Shake my hand. And I know some of you, and I'm not quite sure what this means, refer to me as the Dave Jackson. 
I'm just Dave Jackson. I'm just a dude. And I really would like to uh, shake hands with you and say, hey, and uh, hang out for a bit. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. All right. I appeared on a brand new podcast, episode number two of the Membership Coach Show. This is a show for anybody that is running a membership site. And it's an old friend of mine, Marcus Couch. Marcus and I go back to 2005. And this is a guy, he's an SEO expert, but I didn't know that Marcus is running all these membership sites for really, really, like if I said their names, people, and uh, is doing these insanely um, robust membership sites. So he's kind of an expert. Well, he's not kind of, he is an expert now on running a membership site. And he had me on to talk about uh, kind of the, the burden and the benefits of membership sites. So here is a clip from that show. Let's take setup. Okay. What do you think is the biggest burden when it comes to membership sites in general in terms of site setup? Well, a couple of things. You kind of need to know, like whatever tool you're using, how the navigation works, because in the end, you want your members to be able to find the stuff easy. You don't have to have them dig through a bunch of stuff. So you have to figure out, you know, what is the navigation? And then you need to know your material. And then it's a matter of merging the two together. So how can I, you know, lay out this information in an easy to follow format that works with the navigation of the, you know, whatever theme you're using or whatever system you're using, because in the end, you kind of got to have both, right? You have to have the content, but the content is worthless if people can't find it or if they can't go through it or it's all confusing. So that's uh, probably the big one, the starting off that, because uh, there's nothing worse than getting like halfway through all your content and realizing that, oh man, wait, this isn't going to work because I've got to do this. And now you've got to, you just ditch the whole thing and go back to square one. So that's where, uh, for me, I actually went back to like, pen and paper and was writing down, okay, here's the, here's the, you know, this is the class, this is the, the, you know, episodes or the courses and here are this and that. And then just seeing how it was going to lay out at one point I used uh, three by five cards and it was like, this is the course here are the modules for it. And here's this and that. Okay, great. That's that. And then just to see how everything was going to tie together. But it's, this is one where a little planning will save you a whole lot of headaches down the road. And you can find Marcus over at membershipcoach.com. You can find his show on iTunes. And again, I'll have links to all this stuff out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 519. I also appeared on episode, or I should say round 73, about branding your podcast on the Podcasters Roundtable. This is a show from Ray Ortega from podcasterstudio.com. And uh, myself and Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast appear on that. And uh, here is a clip, and I have to play this one because there's more to this story here. Okay, we'll get to that. (laughs) Here's the beauty of video is visual cues. Dave's arms just went up, double-fisted. That's the signal. It's the signal. Go, Dave. And it's a problem I have to this day. I have lost business. Do we have rant music? We need we need music cues. <laughs> I've lost business because of a lovely thing called typos. And that is part of your brand. And that's I even have systems now in place to run multiple spell checks. My problem is I'm typing up my show notes 
hours before I release them. And if I would do it, the, if I would just move everything back a day and come back and look at it with fresh eyes, I probably wouldn't have that problem. But it's something, my favorite is when I have a typo because you don't spell check the title of your show. You spell check the, <laughs> yeah, the section. Yeah. That doesn't make you look stupid at all. Um, so that's one for me that I, when we were thinking about this uh, episode, I was like, you know, and I don't want to be, I've jokingly said I'm the king of typos, but that's really not what I want on my business card. Here, I'm Dave Jackson, king of typos. You know, that's not really want to be, you know, you want to know me for back in the day and all that stuff, fine, but don't go. And, you know, having, having a typo on my tombstone is not what I'm nah, looking for. <laughs> I will say there are some big podcasters that consistently put out stuff that it's like really, if you even have a, you have a team of people, like maybe check that because it does, st- I'm like, ah, I kind of waters down the brand. I see it as yeah. less professional, but especially if you're a professional brand. So it, it can be important. And it's just funny, the stuff that sticks with you. Rick Rivers in the chat says media at email address is a tip that just paid for his investment in this show. There you go. Good. I left that in there just to show you again, if you get good content, people react to it just like that guy. But yeah, so here's why I had to put that in there last week. And I know this is a bad idea and I'm not sure why I still do this on occasion. When you're editing things in WordPress, what I often do is I will have the front page you know, whatever the post is, I'm looking at it. And then I will also go in and then edit it. And in some cases, I will have multiple tabs open with the same post. And the problem is then when you hit save, you may be, I think, overwriting the old version because last week I had um, a thing about meeting. It was an episode about meeting your your audience face-to-face. And I talked about Muhammad Ali. And I, and I know... I looked up how to spell Mohammed and I know I learned a bunch of typos that I had to go back and fix again. And one of the typos was I said, the power of meeting your audience fact to face as opposed to face to face because I didn't spell check the title one. So it doesn't do any good to run a spell check or have spell check if you never run it. And so for more tips on branding, check out podcastersroundtable.com. And for me, I just got to quit doing that. And uh, I want to say a shout out to Bob. Bob is offered to help me track typos on my website. And uh, as soon as I get rid of this thing called alimony, I'll, uh, I actually might free up some money to uh, have somebody do that for me. I'm actually using a service called Grammarly, which is pretty cool, but it doesn't work if you don't run it. That's the only thing you have to remember to do that. And that's one of my biggest problems. I'm, I'm doing show notes at, you know, 1230 at night. And uh, that's just not a great way to do that. And now it's time for a last five and five. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? Hey, Dave Jackson, it's Kale Nelson from the hamradio360.com podcast. Uh, last five and five for you, maybe not five, but let's see what we've got here in the player. Uh, in no in no order, okay, I'm just going to give them to you here. The Everything Ham Radio podcast, uh, a fellow amateur radio podcaster, his name is Curtis. He's down in Texas. Uh, he's there on the top list, everythinghamradio.com, if you'd like to check out Curtis and his podcast. Another one, probably my most favorite podcast that's not about 
about podcasting that I listen to every time they release it is Linux in the Ham Shack. And, and this is a guy named Russ and his wife and, and a, another host from here or there. Uh, Bill's on with them right now. They do a phenomenal job talking about the Linux operating system and how you can use it in the amateur radio hobby. It's a great show. It's Linux in the Ham Shack. And I believe it's lhspodcast.net, if, if I can remember correctly. Let's see here. Oh, I can't forget this one. This is a really good one. It's a school of podcasting with this guy named Dave Jackson. He doesn't have an amateur radio call sign, but he does a great show every Monday. And I'm catching him either on Monday morning cooking breakfast or Tuesday morning cooking breakfast. Or if I have to wait, I'm listening to Dave as I'm cutting grass uh, with the headphones on. Uh, let's see here. Ken Blanchard. Uh, I've got two of his in here, the uh, Black Man with a Gun and the Ken Blanchard Show. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Ken, there would be no Dave Jackson in my life. So those are my two brothers from Other Mothers, and I always listen to what those two guys are putting out. Uh, let's see. That's what... Uh, that's that's five. How about one more? I got to give you one more. A friend of mine, amateur radio friend of mine, does a podcast called Wealth Steading. His name is John Pugliano, and uh, the Wealth Steading podcast is really cool. Now, it, it doesn't help me a lot because I don't have any money to invest, but John's insight on investing is out of this world. Uh, a really smart guy. And uh, again, it's Wealth Steading podcast. Check them out if you've got some money to invest. If you want to know what's going on in the markets, John can give you some cool insight there. So, Dave, that's my last five or six in five. Thanks, man. Kale Nelson, thank you, buddy. And uh, you can find Kale over at Ham Radio 360. And if you uh, missed Kale's Because of My Podcast story last week, go back to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 518 and um, check that out. He actually got funding. And uh, I'll leave it at that. You got to go back to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 518. Kick the doors open, let the party begin. We want to uh, do a quick promo and then I've got some homework for you. If if you're a person that uh, hates religion, but uh, you're a fan of God, check out the latest edition of Feeding My Faith. This is a podcast I do. And this episode, I'm asking the question, does God have brain damage? If you're interested in that, check it out at feedingmyfaith.com. All right, I'm going to tack this on at the beginning because I realize I'm just now talking about this at the end. I mentioned how I'm not a huge proponent of putting all your eggs in the new and noteworthy basket. But I launched a podcast this week simply to get myself into new and noteworthy so I can see how many downloads do you get. But to do this, I have to get into new and noteworthy. And so if you could, here's the address, becauseofmypodcast.com slash iTunes. That'll get you there. Click on show in iTunes and then subscribe. That's all I need. If you want to rate and review while you're there, that would be awesome too. So subscribe, rate and review. There are four episodes. They're all really, really short. It's all because of my podcast. And if you do that for me, that would be great. That would be awesome. It'll help me get into new and noteworthy. And then I'm going to come back in next week's episode and say, hey, either I am or I'm not in new and noteworthy and where I'm at. And I will share my numbers as to how many downloads that gets. Now I'm not going to get 10,000 because I'm doing a podcast about podcasting. 
This isn't weight loss. It isn't how to make money. It's not investing. It's not a comedian, but nonetheless, I will share my numbers and uh, we'll do that next week. So I do want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you are thinking of starting a podcast again, what do you get? Step-by-step tutorials. You heard Kathy talk about, I've got a tutorial on how to put buttons on your website. If it's a step you need, I if and if it doesn't exist, I'll make one. Step-by-step tutorials, private Facebook group for networking, um, priority email support, and live free consulting. We call them office hours. Kathy calls it detention. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, but uh, sign up at the School of Podcasting. Use the coupon code LISTENER. And that will save you considerably uh, when you sign up at the school of podcasting.com. So thank you so much for tuning in until next week. Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.